0: Thanks for joining us at White Oak for this week's podcast. As we look at how God's servants applied that confidence in their walk with Him. Our prayer is that this will encourage and strengthen your walk. So here we go. Good morning, church. This morning, I'm just so thankful that we truly have God's assurance that all is well. We're thankful and pleased that you are worshiping the Lord and growing through your prayer, your devotions, and your patience. Thank you for your responses to the text. Since they're a group, we get to share with a few each time. And I love some of those cute pictures that you post. We love it when you stop by on Sunday nights. Remember, we're here from 6 until. Sometimes we pray. Sometimes we share what the Lord has done this week. All socially distant, of course. And sometimes... We just have to shout praises. Usually we stand outside or sit in the cars, but last week one brother was drawn into the sanctuary and shouted, Hallelujah! It reverberated throughout the sanctuary and into the hallway. And brother, I think I still felt that shout of Hallelujah when we came back to the church this week. And remember, we're still here for prayer every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Thank you to the faithful ones who come. Billy Graham said, to get a nation back on its feet, we must first get down on our knees. And this morning, we surely want our country revived and moving again, don't we? We feel especially thankful that God has honored our prayers and his word and that he's covered you and our families by the blood of Jesus And he's given the angels charge over you to protect you, your health, and your livelihood. Thank God for his protection for those that are working, for our widows and our widowers who get so lonely without church, I'm sure, and they're lonely without the visits from friends, for those that are alone, and just as important, those that are caring for children alone. Thank you for your prayers for Granny Dorothy. She came home with us about a week ago, and she's doing amazingly well, and she's so healthy. Her home health nurses tell her that she doesn't really need them, but they keep coming because she's so sweet and she's so funny. And I am so thankful that God is doing exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. While we're preoccupied with COVID-19 He is actively performing his plan. People are coming face to face like never before with the possibility of losing their health, their jobs, their freedom, even their life. And it's happened all so quickly. Out of fear and desperation, people are searching for hope and help. Now, never before they had time for God. But now I believe they're searching and listening to messages and scripture and God is drawing them to him because we are praying. That's what he's doing. While so many are distracted with sickness and statistics, our leaders are negotiating the plan of the century. A peace treaty between Israel and Palestine prophesied in the Bible as ushering in the end of the age Even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. I am more hopeful and confident in God and his hold on our future than I was seven weeks ago when we thought this too will pass. Well, it will, just not as quickly as we thought and hoped. He's teaching us not to grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. In this case, due season is not a date like May 8th, like we were hoping. The Greek, ethos kairos, means a personal time or an opportunity to take advantage of things coming to a head. And we truly feel like things are coming to a head. God's plan will be performed. He is not alarmed nor confused. If we wait on Him... He will lead us into the truth. And thank God he knows and we can know the truth because it's hard to find out what the facts are about what is accurate and what is not accurate. Is COVID-19 the most contagious coronavirus surge this world has known? And God has answered prayer and spared lives from those predicted earlier? Or have we overreacted to a flu virus that, like SARS, will come and go? and never plague us again. What's in store for our economy, our schools, our businesses, our churches, our jobs, our farmers, our sports, our families, and even our favorite shopping places? Even experts have diametrically different opinions about what's going to happen. We're all getting war-weary and confused about conflicting advice and reports, especially when things were going so well Such a short time ago, we need encouragement, and we need guidance that can only come from the Bible, and especially from the Bible's greatest poet and the greatest songwriter of all time. I believe David shows all the heights and depths of human emotions like no other that I know. You remember David was anointed king as a young boy, but he had to flee from the palace when angry, jealous King Saul tried to kill him. He recruited an army of 600 men and he settled in the Philistine territory. He found favor with the Philistine king, Akesh, and Akesh gave him the town of Ziklag where the women and the children stayed while the men went to war. Now we're gonna begin the account of David and his men when the Philistines are assembled and ready to attack Saul. David and his men are in the back Of the Philistine camp, now King Achish's men notice that David and the Hebrews are there, and they begin to murmur. King Achish trusts David and his men, but his troops are suspicious that David will turn on them, and they know that he's an Israeli warrior mightier than the Saul that they're trying to capture. They remember the song that Saul has slain his thousands. But David has slain his tens of thousands. So Achish very diplomatically sent David and his men back home. Now I'm sure even though David appeared to be hurt, he was inwardly relieved and so excited to get home, as were all of his men. He was looking forward to rest, eat a good meal, and see his wife and his children. So David and his men began the long three-day, 50-mile journey from north of Afek to Ziglag, full of anticipation and excitement to be home. But when they arrived, there was no welcoming party, no children, no wives, no town coming out to meet them there. Ziglag had been raided and burned to the ground. All their wives and children had been taken captive. When the men saw what had happened to their families, David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. In their grief, David's men began to discuss stoning him. Now, David had cried the same tears that the other men did, but because they needed someone to blame, they focused their anger on him. Does that sound familiar? Hurting people, often try to find someone to blame. David suffered loss just like his men and didn't know what the future was going to hold for any of them. We know David had his many faults, but he was praised as being a man after God's own heart for a reason. He could sing songs of praise, write powerful poetry, worship and dance, kill giants, lions, and bears, fight like a warrior, lead like a general, and reign as a king. Now, the David in First Samuel 30 teaches us how to deal with fear, loss, loneliness, and despair. This is what it says. David was greatly distressed. The souls of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David, but David strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. Strengthen, Hazag, means to be strong, to prevail, to harden oneself, to be courageous. How did David do this when he was physically exhausted and emotionally drained? Well, I can just imagine David singing a song. And if he had his harp, I imagine he played along with it. I can almost hear him crying out to God in Psalm 54. Save me, O God, by your name, and vindicate me by your strength. Hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth, for strangers have risen up against me, and oppressors have sought after my life. They have not set God before them, but behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with those who uphold life. He will repay my enemies for their evil cut them off in your truth I will freely sacrifice to you I will praise your name oh God for it is good for he has delivered me out of all trouble and my eye has seen its desire upon my enemies then David knew who was with him you know it's great to have friends and family with us but sometimes it's just God and you God and me And we can strengthen ourselves because we know who is with us. Jesus is always with us. It is the Lord that goes before us. He will lead us. He will not leave us nor forsake us. Do not fear or be dismayed. When anxiety, fear, uncertainty, strife, evil attacks come against us, we can sing a song like David did. There's a psalm appropriate for everything we go through. Any problem we have, David had it. That word that we speak and sing and read will witness with the spirit within us, and we can feel the very real presence of Jesus with us going before us to strengthen us. Well, what else did David do besides sing and strengthen himself? David called for Abiathar, the priest, to come with his ephod. The ephod was a priestly apron or an outer garment worn over a seamless tunic, and it symbolized access with God that an anointed priest would wear. Jesus wore that same type of seamless tunic sewn from top to bottom. John 19.23 tells us the soldiers did not tear it but cast lots for it when he was crucified. David, now calling for the priestly ephod, had prophesied this in Psalm 22. Amazing. Jesus is our high priest who shed that priestly tunic on the cross and took his place at the right hand of the Father. Now when we pray, we don't need an ephod. We have direct access to the Father through Jesus Christ. David had a priest with him, we have Jesus with us. Before David moved, before he acted, he prayed. Prayer is our first response, not our last resort. So David inquired of the Lord saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? Prayer opened the door of communication and look how God answered. And God said, Go pursue For you shall surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. So David went. I understand that to be immediately. It's one thing to pray. We've all prayed a lot in the past few weeks, but next we have to listen and obey. Obedience isn't always easy. At Basir Ravine, two hundred of David's men gave up. They were just too exhausted to continue to go on for the fight. Remember, they had traveled 50 miles in three days just a few minutes ago. And they had been on foot, hurrying to get home. David left them and went on with the remaining 400. They overtook the Amalekites and fought them from dusk until the following evening. But they recaptured all they had lost and much more plunder. Only 400 young Amalekites escaped from David. His victory was not an easy win. It involved exhaustion, hard work, a non-stop 24-hour battle, and 400 escapees. But God was absolutely true to his word. David persevered because he had heard God's promise, and he knew God already knew the outcome. Today, we're fighting an unseen enemy. Like David, God has assured us of the victory. We know we will overcome Because we've read the last chapter in the book, and we believe it. Our weapons are not violence, guns, swords, and insults. They are the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, all the while covering ourselves in His armor. We're going to win. He said we would, but it still requires blood, sweat, and tears. His blood, our sweat, and our tears. We have had some lessons some of us more so than other, and we've had some losses. 400 men escaped from David. For a warrior, that's not a good track record, but God called it a victory. David could have been upset because of the ones who got away, but he chose to focus on the ones that he brought home with him, their families, his family. Today, we raise our hands and praise our faithful God for all that we still have Heavenly Father we worship you in the midst of chaos and confusion you are peace in the midst of fear you are hope in the midst of conflict you are truth we praise you that we can trust you completely that we can rightly divide all that we see and hear by using your word as our absolute standard we honor you A God who is wisdom, power, holiness, justice, and goodness. You are infinite, eternal, and unchangeable. We need these characteristics to permeate us as we submit to you and your will for our lives, our families, our church, our nation. We desire you to work through us. We ask forgiveness for our sins and our trespasses. Reveal them to us. We stand in the gap for the sins of our nation. Those things that you said you hate, pride, lies, shedding innocent blood, wicked schemes, discord, and wickedness. Help us to forgive others and to love them as you do. Thank you for answering our prayers and for saving lives and healing the sick. Reveal the truth. Deliver us from any lie, any danger, any false accusation, any evil. Bless our president and our vice president with wisdom and knowledge. Infuse them with strength, health, patience. Reveal your will to them. Bless our leaders to hear your voice, to listen, and to obey your instruction. They're in your hands. Direct them like a water course where you please them to go and whatever you please them to do. Give favor to those who are speaking and reporting the truth. Condemn any false judgment. Protect our country from any evil intent or those who desire evil schemes for her harm. We know you have a plan for America to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Bring life back to the businesses and the companies so they can prosper. Resurrect the dreams and the plans that you gave people for their work and for their ministries. Breathe new life into these businesses that appear to be dying right now infuse our economy with financial stability we know we're in a medically induced coma but you can remove the ventilator and restore full self-breathing and life again to our economy we trust you to work in our country right now because you are a god of miracles you gave jacob a providential animal husbandry course and a plan of action, so that against all odds, his flock outproduced Laban's, because you had a plan for Jacob and his 12 sons. You gave Joseph wisdom and foresight to lead Egypt to prosper during a worldwide famine, and you can do it now for America. We know you have a plan for America to bless, protect, and defend your people, Israel, and we trust you to honor your word. And bless America in our time of need because we have blessed Israel. Cover our health care workers, our retail workers, those providing services to the public, our congregation. Strengthen their immune systems and cover them by the blood. Remove any fear and increase our faith just as we need it. Thank you for that measure of faith that you have given us. It's always enough for anything that we have against us bless and protect our children our teachers our families let this be a time of family bonding reconnecting and growth help families as they teach the children about you and give our children and our parents a desire to learn of you and to follow you bless those who are often home alone and teach them how to encourage themselves in you Sustain our churches and our ministries. Empower them by your spirit to preach the word with clarity, conviction, and compassion. Most of all, soften hearts. Salt your word to create a hunger and a thirst that only you can satisfy. The airways are filled with your word this morning. Anoint it and let it go forth as an arrow to reach those lost and those wayward folks. Revive us, your people. Reveal yourself to each of us. Help us to hear your voice and obey your leading. You led two million Israelites through the wilderness, so you can surely lead us through the wilderness of these days. We put our hands in yours as we go forward, knowing that all is well in Jesus' name. Thanks for worshiping with us this week. We believe his words will establish that confidence within you and direct you for his predestined purpose for your life. See you next week. And don't forget to download our app so you can stay connected with us.